What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Okay. Each week, I, right. Dave okay. Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Part of the thing, that, part of the reason doing an intro is is useful is to, so, you know, somebody's like, oh, what the hell is this? But then they're going to be like, what is this, a guy and a cartoon bird doing a podcast together? It's the Muppet Show. No, 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 no. God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Um, uh, hi. Hi, Dave. How are you? Really good, and how are you? Good. Good. We're both coming off the flu. Oh, what a run. What a great What week. a fun run. And I, I have said this, if people haven't gone out and picked this thing up yet, oh. get a case. Get, get a involved. Bit. Real fun times. I even got a flu shot, and it didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it didn't oh, that's matter. fun. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, knocked me out for a week. You too. Yeah. Uh, the amount back. of sleep. Oh. Like... Uh, on paper, you'd be like, "What a relaxing week!" You're like, "No, I'm sweat. I'm like going through yeah. what you and McGregor goes through in Train Spotting over here. That's right. Like babies' heads are rotating on the ceiling. What? Huh? Are we recording these, um, or how is that working? Sorry about your Packers. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry that they won. Yeah, oh, whatever. The delusion. No, <laughs> it's literal. Um, it happened. Okay. What? May fifteenth, eighteen ninety-six. Okay. Fritz Julius Kuhn okay. was born to Carl and Anna Kuhn in Munich, Germany. Are we going K-U-H-N? Yeah. Okay. One of 12 children. At 18, he volunteered to fight in World War I and served four years as a machine gunner, rising to the rank of lieutenant. Okay. For bravery on the field of battle, he was awarded the Iron Cross First Class. Okay. The German military's highest honor. Amazing. I'm happy for him. Yeah, shout out to him. With no job after the war, as happened to most Germans, yeah. uh, Fritz joined many disillusioned veterans in the Free Corps, a paramilitary force determined to restore honor to the fatherland. Okay. Mm. Okay. And prevent Germany from becoming the laughingstock <coughs> of the earth. So it's interesting. I'll just say real quick. It's interesting that we're going off of World War One, mm. and then we're... F- it feels like the prequel. I don't know. One night, uh, the Free Corps destroyed the headquarters of a leftist newspaper with flamethrowers and clubbed the editor, ordering him to walk into Berlin's largest park where they shot him in the back of the head and dumped his body in the Berlin Zoo. Oh, my God. So were they just like adding dares on dares? Well, I mean, they made a statement. You know what I mean? It really gets out of control. They, that's a big... Once the fire's involved and the clubbing, it seems a little oh, out of control. But I mean, we haven't even gotten to the shooting in the head and then zoo dump. I mean, they opened with flamethrowers. Yeah. For me, Strong that's a, opening. For me, that's a closer. Closer. Absolute closer. Yeah. And on fire. 
the free corps kept tight <coughs> rings around cities throughout the region. Quote, no pardon is given, one member of the group wrote. We shoot even the wounded. Anyone who falls into our hands first gets the rifle butt and then is finished off with a bullet. We even shot 10 Red Cross nurses on site because they were carrying pistols. Anyone with a gun is our enemy. Look, shit's getting intense. Aggressive. The, and nurses. Agre- yeah, nurses. Many, many Free Corps uh, mili- military uh, volunteers, militia volunteers, joined Hitler's growing Nazi party. Have you Here heard we of go. that? I've I've heard I've heard of it. Uh, Fritz officially became a member in 1921. Uh, then he went to the Uni- University of Munich, but served uh, four Muni- months. In University. Pr- University, but served four months in prison uh, after he was caught stealing from the coats of other students. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1922, he earned a master's degree in chemical engineering. Oh. What? Oh. You don't know. Oh. Two years later. His father got him a job as a shipping clerk with a family friend who was a Jewish clothing manufacturer. Oh, gosh. What? This is fine. I don't like... I, I'm, right now, I feel like a German shepherd who, like, hears someone coming, maybe. Maybe it's the start of a great ABC sitcom. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Fritz and the Jew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soon the boss noticed uh, that bolts of cloth were coming up short. So one day he watched through a workroom door as Fritz removed several yards of cloth and slipped it to an accomplice outside. Fritz was immediately fired. He had stolen 3,000 uh, worth of material. Wow. Someone called the cloth. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, the boss agreed not to press charges and helped raise money so Fritz could move to Mexico for a fresh start. That's a great punishment. That is the worst. That's it, asshole. You're going to Mexico on my dime. Uh, it, I mean, seriously. The only way you'll learn, Fritz, is if I do something rash. So I'm going to help you get out of this pickle and buy you a nice home in Mexico. How about Acapulco? <laughs> All right. Dusty. Yeah. Yeah, he's like oh, the Oprah of punishments. <laughs> Fritz lived in Mexico with his wife for five years, uh, working as a chemist. They had two children, daughter Waltrout. Sorry? Waltrout. Waltrout? W-A-L-T-R-A-U-T. Sure. Trout? Trout? Yeah, sounds like it. Waltrout. And son Walter. Mounted salmon. And son Walter. Walter. Who who got the better. Yeah. Yeah. What's the first one? Waltrout. Amazing. Yep. I mean, look. Everyone wants their daughter to rhyme with sauerkraut. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, so in uh, 1928, he picked up the family and moved to America. Okay. Um, Americans with a German background made up about one-fourth of the U.S. population in the early 1900s. Alrighty. Uh, they got together uh, through national German-American organizations and newspapers in the fall of 1917, six months after the U.S. entered World War I, all German-born U.S. citizens or foreign nationals over 14 had to register with the government. <laughs> Music by German composers was banned. Schoolbooks eliminated any favorable mentions of German history. Sauerkraut was renamed Liberty Cabbage. <laughs> oh, God. We, that is crazy. Liber- uh. We've always been stupid. Uh. I can't believe there was like a freedom fries. It's this. Uh, yeah, we did it before. We did it before. Liberty cabbage. Liberty cabbage. Uh, 
We've always been dumb. Uh-huh. Leak of uh, potato soup is freedom sauce. Hot freedom sauce. Frankfurters became hot dogs. Okay. Well, that, it's good to see we, we, uh, we stuck with it. Yeah. German language books were removed from the public libraries, uh, then torched in patriotic celebrations. Good. In some towns, German Americans were ordered to confess their love of country by kneeling in public squares and made to kiss the American flag. So we did that. Jesus. You know. Kiss it. Kiss it. Like you fucking made it, German. I do. I love this flag so yeah, much. Yeah, look, I'm licking it. Suck the flag's dick, German. Oh, look, I lick Suck it. its dick. Oh, I lick the flag. Suck the flag's oh, dick. Yeah, the Yeah, flag you is... like that? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put stars all over your face. You like that? I don't yeah, you like that? I... Uh, uh, no, I want to be a American. Uh, the flag is on your face. Uh, uh, what happened? Uh, uh, did you finish? <clears throat> Worst American ever. <laughs> Fritz was hired as an x-ray technician at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit. Okay. Uh, the facility had a strict policy against hiring Jewish doctors. And the Henry Ford-backed newspaper, the Dearborn Independent, was known for its ongoing feature called the International Jew. Oh, boy. Oh, God. And I'm guessing that was hmm? anti? <laughs> well, it was Positive. <laughs> so, so Germans are so the Germans. These are just regular Germans. They're worried about. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So the Germans, during, during the, the Germans, war, they're worried are unpatriotic, and the Jews are second class citizens, right? Right. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. That's that's where we're headed. Um. So Fritz had uh, at the at, at his when he's at his job, he had affairs with female coworkers. Okay. Uh, he told the ladies he was a doctor. Sure. He was described as having thick glasses, a thick middle, and a thick German accent. Mm, mm, mm. Meow. Yeah. The friends of New Germany. Do you want some of my freedom cabbage? Would you like to come up for a glass of freedom cabbage? Yeah. While I eat. Lederhosen? You mean uh, presidential socks? Okay. The friends of you mean Uncle Sam stockings? Yeah, yeah, Lederhosen. Okay, I didn't know we changed the name. We did. Okay. See you. The Friends of New Germany was an organization of second and third generation Germans who were openly supportive of the Nazi Party. In Newark, New Jersey, on October seventeenth, nineteen thirty-three, they held their first Nazi rally. Okay. Newspaper report. A little get together. Mm-hmm. Quote, bruised heads and a dozen arrests marked this city's first Nazi rally. The Friends of New Germany met under a swastika banner last night when volleys of stones and stench bombs crashed through the windows. Wow. After the meeting, sporadic street fighting broke out. More than 100 police reserves were called to put down the disorder. Uh, it turned out that this kind of shit became common at their rallies. Right. You mean a lot of people not down with it. People weren't happy. Uh, on November 1934, Fritz joined the Detroit branch of the group. This was just weeks before he became an American citizen. Okay. From their oath. I am of Aryan descent, free of Jewish or colored... Another American. I am of Aryan descent, free of Jewish or colored racial traces... I do not belong to any secret organization of any kind. I acknowledge the leadership principle and swear loyalty to Adolf Hitler and everybody designated by him. 
I give respect and absolute obedience and fulfill all orders without reservation and my entire will because I know that my leader does not demand anything from me illegally. So that's an American. Those are Americans taking uh, a loyalty pledge to a gentleman named Adolf Hitler. Buying in big time. Yep. Uh, in September of 1935, Fritz was appointed the leader of the Detroit chapter. The, he's the leader, Hosen. So he's moving. He is the leader, Hosen. He's moved fast. He hasn't even been in a year. He's been, yeah. But he was so anti Semitic. Super anti He was like, he was cutting edge. Yeah, they were like, dude, you are crazy. He was the Tony Hawk of hating Jews. That's what I'm talking really about. Really, like, you've never seen anything it's like crazy it before. Uh, the Friends of New Germany had their own militia. Good. Called the. Or dunks against. I'm not going to try Catchy. that again. Uh, German for uniformed services. They were known as the OD. And served, they served as security guards at events and as bodyguards for higher ups in the uh, For the Nazis. Group. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, sorry, New Germany. Yeah. OD men promised to maintain the highest of military discipline standards and to follow the orders of the leaders at any time. The, 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 it's the pledging, you know, unquestionable oath. Yeah. It seems a little problematic. I mean, it's a weird thing for an American to do. Yeah. Buying in hard. Buying in super hard. Yeah. Uh, they published their own newspaper, the Deutsch Zeitung. Adorable. It's always adorable <laughs> when there's those little zines going around. You're like, no, oh, look, someone made a paper. Yeah, I've made a zine. Oh, it's a, look it's at a you. Jew. Yeah. Oh, look at this little paper, guys. How much for your little paper, you Jew-hating German? Yeah, it's it's five. He doesn't even know how much his cute little paper is. I'm going to stomp you. <laughs> Stop. I'm going to stomp you. He's getting head. angry. Poke his eye. He gets angry. <laughs> anyway, let's go buy some stuff. Bye. I'm going to stomp you. <laughs> Stop. Uh, oh, it had a longer name. The Deutsche Zeitung, Fighting Paper for Truth and Right, a bridge between the United States and Germany. So the, the editor was like, I don't do paper names. I like the whole front to be covered up with the title of the magazine. I'll edit everything but the magazine title. Uh, most of its content was just copies of German propaganda. Like, quote, the day was coming when Jews of all stripes would unite with the darker skinned races to overthrow the natural order of Aryan dominance. German Americans must be prepared for the onslaught. Now that I think about it, they might have a point. <laughs> When I hear it back. Okay, yeah. In October uh, 1935, Deputy Fuhrer <coughs> of Germany, Rudolf Hess, declare, uh, decreed that German nationals living in the United States must end all political activity, including membership in the Friends of New Germany. Okay. Huh? Friends of New Germany is like a really sweet way of putting yeah, it. It's, it yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> oh, and what do you guys do? We're Nazis. Uh, the president of the Friends of New Germany declared the order was just another Jewish lie by a Jewish paper. Yep. So I was that, say that's it. the thing about being a Nazi. Yeah. Is, you know, it's hard for people to believe you because if you say something they don't like, they're like, well, then a Jew made you do it. It is pretty like that. That is when like when arguing feels so futile is when you're like, oh, it's just you can just say one. Th like when when yeah. politicians say you're playing politics, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah. you could literally just you could just be like, hey, he's a Jew. Oh, he's a Jew. Oh, fuck him. That's exactly. Oh, OK, I didn't realize he was a Jew. I thought he had an actual logical angle and opinion on this. At first, I was like, this guy's making a good point. Yeah, I was like, now. maybe we are wrong. But then you told me the fact that I, he should have led with, which is that he's a fucking Jew. 
In December, the president turned the leadership of the Friends of New Germany over to Fritz. So now Fritz is in charge. Wow, meteoric. Fritz, yeah, seriously. Fritz held a convention in Buffalo, uh, New York, in March, and renamed the Friends der America Deutsch Volksbund, or the German-American Bund. The German-American Bund? Bund, Bund means political group. Okay. Fritz announced, quote, We are 100% Americans and therefore not Nazis. Wait, but he's not, isn't he German? Yeah. No, he's American. Oh, he is. Your accent threw me. He's got, well, he's from Germany. Yeah, so he's got a German accent. He has a German accent, but he's American. So this is the leader of the a lot of people, America. The Friends of Germany is a German leader. He's an American German. Okay, he's a, he's got citizenship. All right, yeah, but he's still an official booklet. This is an official booklet uh, that they put out called "Awake and Act." The Friends of New Germany did great and glorious work during the past years. It was always, at all times, an aggressive organization, and the German-American Bund will continue to be as active and aggressive. Yes, it will even intensify its attack upon lies and political incendiarism against Marxism and Bolshevism. Sure. And will not shirk its duty to wage war with every available power. Interesting. As an organization of American citizens, the Bund proposes to take an active part in the affairs of the country while complying unqualifiedly with its duties to the United States. Okay. We shall educate the American people to become friends of the new Germany. That's a weird thing to yeah. say. That's a weird statement. It certainly sounds like a German statement. We will statement. educate you to like the Germans. Excuse me? Look into this spinning uh, device. You're getting very empathetic towards Jews. Oh. You understand our plight. I mean, sorry, what did I say? No, you hate Jews. Sorry, sorry hate sorry. Jews. My bad, my bad, my sorry, bad. Sorry, Freudian. Lord, I made them all empathetic. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. As an American citizen, we shall advance our political interests, defend our native land against lies and slander. We shall always observe loyalty as citizens of this country, linked as it is with the destiny of our ancestral race. Hence, we call ourselves American Germans and our movement, the German-American Volksbund. The Bund is American in its inception and in its field of endeavor. So so it's it's an organization Mm -hmm. that claims that it is all about America, Mm -hmm. and yet anybody who's against Germany is their enemy. I mean, there is some complications. Sure, okay. There's some things that make the logic uh, problems. Speed bumps. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll be sure. fine. It'll okay, be fine. yeah, no, it's good. Uh, this booklet was handed out to 15,000 people at a meeting hall in Yorksville, New York. Fritz spoke. We are here to fight Jewish Marxism and communism. So long as there's a swastika, there'll be no hammer and sickle in this country. Jeez. They made their own flag with a three-dimensional swastika uh, Towering in yellow and black. Everyone put on your special glasses. Doesn't it look like it's coming right at you? It's just like coming right at you, isn't it? Just like in your head. It's amazing. Right? Fritz uh, Fritz took over the OD and assigned them as his personal bodyguards. Members of the Bund were told that the Office of National Leader renders the final decision in all matters pertaining to the movement and has absolute power of ownership over the Bund. It's monetary or other property and policies. I just don't understand. How you, I mean, I, like, I understand that we probably live in a world now of absolute power, but I don't understand, like, signing up for it on the ground floor. Uh, people, a lot of people love it. Yeah. 
We like to be controlled. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of yeah. people are like, oh, this is great. This yeah. is gonna be I don't have everything. to do anything, and this guy's my best friend. I don't want to think. Uh, members paid $9 a year. Uh, they had to make mandatory purchases of Mein Kampf mm-hmm. and other required weeding, uh, reading. Uh, it's more. It's cuter when you say weeding, yeah. though. Uh, compulsory uniforms uh, or for rank and file and OD squads had to uh, be purchased from approved tailors. Bundus had to purchase armbands, pins, and badges for various functions like rallies or dances, which also required an entry fee. Uh, items for home use from bookends to dish uh, wear to records of uh, Bund choir groups were also mandatory and a uh, mandatory annual subscription to their newspaper was three dollars a year, so it's uh, a religion. It's Nazi Amway. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Fritz wrote uh, of German Americans who did not support the Nazi cause. Oh boy, you are nothing. You are too narrow to conceive what it is to be German. Too cowardly to take advantage of your rights as Americans. You have become slaves and vassals of those who spread hatred against your the country of your birth. Why is he in America? That's a good question. Like you love it so much, it's like you wouldn't. If go you get in a relationship the- and the person just talks about their ex the whole time, you're like, yeah, go, yeah, go, go. You seem so happy. Why are you here? We get it. You Why love- did I make eggplant parmesan when all you want to do is talk about Ted? It's called sauerkraut. <laughs> At the peak of bun popularity, there were sixty-nine local units in nineteen states. 23 in New York, 7 in California, 6 in Jesus, Connecticut. New York. 5 in <laughs> Really bringing it up. 4 in New Jersey, Ohio, and Indiana. Total membership numbers were above 200,000. Wow. The Bund had levels like corporate hierarchy with a network. Don't you think we could just start a cult? Yeah. Couldn't we just start a cult? Maybe that's what we're doing. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't that like what? Like you, you try to be like a big fish in a big pond, maybe too much. Yeah. Maybe the idea is you just get seventy five instead of trying to please a seven million people, mm-hmm. just get seventy five who yeah. believe that you're Jesus. Right. And tell me that you're not going to have an okay run. Oh, you'd have a fucking great run. You know what I mean? I mean, just think if each, you'll have a pina colada machine, and it'll be each great. Of them makes twenty thousand a year. You're talking. You've got one point five million. Well, you don't even need the money, though. Oh no! You I just want open the money. a. Well, of course you want the money, but you I mean you don't need it because you just open a compound where you're like, oh yeah, harvest everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, I get to finger your wives on my birthday. Okay, you know, and then here. you just start anning up year after why, year. So, but why didn't you go straight from straight from? Cleaning to fingers. Did you get you, you? You know, you get you, gotta, you get your you laundry gotta, done. Number one, you're a terrible. And you can cult. finger all the. You gotta ease into that shit. You don't just. The, I said finger. I didn't say. No, but you still ease into everything sexual. All right, fine. All right, all right, all right. You do my laundry. I can squeeze your wife's nipples no, on my birthday. You wait. Okay. What? You're out of the cult. For what? I'm the. I'm a, I am the cult. No, I am the cult. Oh, <laughs> here's my wife. Please <laughs> have your way. Uh, so, uh, it had levels like corporate hierarchy with a network of departments, regions, districts, sections, units, branches, cells, blocks, down to assemblies and private homes. A system of community activities was planned out, including recreational and educational divisions for women, children, and teenagers with various cultural events, dances, concerts, picnics, and outings. Oh, that just must be awful. And now I will say that... Uh, there was one right in uh, my where I live. Oh, good. 
the park, I think, we used to be called the Hindenburg Park. Uh, Hindenburg Park. Now it's called La Crescenta Park. But yeah, they used to have they used to have this shit there, the Bond March and all that, and these events. It's got to be like so, like, I, not not that you even understand, like, the, the okay. So if you're gonna be if you're gonna be part of a huge racist organization. Mm-hmm. The, like what the KKK has right yeah. is that they cover who they are because it's an embarrassing indictment on your personality. Right. The idea of being like, guys, sorry, we have table six and seven. Sorry, guys. Come on, guys, get in those potato sacks. Uh, and there was also something for the kitties. Oh, good. The Bund also ran family getaway. Pin the mustache on the mine fjord. <laughs> No, you put the mustache on Hitler's forehead. Kill him. Come on, we're going to have the three-legged Reich. Oh, we had to kill you because you had three legs? Sorry. We thought you were deformed. Sorry, you're not superior. The Bund also ran family getaway resort camps and children's summer camps. Oh, good. Camp Willie and... By the way, in general, when a bunch of Nazis are offering you a free time at a camp, it's probably good policy to be like, "Eh, I'm suspect. You know, I'm going to not do that. Can I just hear what other people think first? Let me check out Yelp. Uh, Camp Willie und Macht, which meant will and might, was located north of Princeton, New Jersey, uh, had 200 children from throughout the New York, New Jersey region who stayed there during the summer of 1934. Good. The camp had picnic grounds, hiking trails, a swimming pond, and cabins. Fritz said that all camps of the German-American Bund are for the recreation of the children of German-American parents, as well as weekend and holiday retreats for the entire family. Wow. It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, camp Sin- It's like sandals, but for people who hate Jews. It's exactly like sandals, yeah. but for... Uh, Camp Siegfried and other facilities were, he insisted, absolutely without ulterior political significance. Wait, say that again? Camp Siegfried uh-huh. and other, Already other facilities, other camps, yeah. uh, Fritz insisted, were absolutely without ulterior political significance. What I missed was Fritz insisted. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought they were. Oh, sorry, he's lying. Gotcha. No, no, I am insisting. Sorry. No, uh, I promise. Well, yeah. That's great. No, it's good. We teach them stuff like, you know, paper mache, canoeing. We have this, um, we do tug of war. We have this great thing where it's like this big balloon where one kid sits on it, a bigger kid jumps on the back and the other one goes flying into the water. And we practice scalping Jews. We make friendship bracelets. Uh, Uh, We do a whole thing where we're teaching them to cook. You know, we're teaching them to cook. You got to learn. Fifth fifth thing you said? It's a big balloon. You have to so see this. It's right on the lake. After One of his children gets it. Just, just after the balloon. We scalp juice. We make friendship bracelets. Yeah, yeah, We're doing yeah, a whole no, cooking thing. That one, that friendship one. bracelets. You'll love these. Okay. These are great for kids. Okay, so they love friendship yeah, bracelets. So, uh, and we're making them into juice scalps. Uh-huh, uh, also. Okay, we're not going. Uh, their Bond literature wrote, Our camp is designed principally to be a place which breathes the spirit of New Germany. We want to be helpers. And New advisors. Germany is like a really creepy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, we want to be helpers and advisors who are ready at all times to do any work, to provide the, for order and to make propaganda for the ideals of our great German racial community. Hereby we consecrate... How is that reassuring to, to anyone? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were... No, I think you're admitting what I'm worried about. Yeah, we're saying we're better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hereby we consecrate you as a little piece of German soil in America 
as a symbol of our motto, obligated to America, tied to Germany. It was estimated 5,000 people attended the opening of Camp Siegfried. It was a 170-acre compound hidden from the general public by thick landscaping. Streets inside the camp were named Goring Street, Goebbels Street, and Adolf Hitler Street. Signs in the camp read, in German, Germans awake. We Americans of German blood honor the fatherland. One people, one realm, one leader. It's going to be great when, like, an American is, like, suspicious and is like, what exactly does that sign say? It says, uh, no running in here if you've been in the lake and you haven't used the towel because you might fall. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it says it right there because one of the kids fell. Okay. So what, why I'm is it? Dying street? appreciation. Hitler Sorry? Hitler Street? Yeah, Hitler, well, I mean, what were we going to call it? Maine? There's so many of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is like a fun spin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fritz said, what do you weigh? Fritz said, quote, this is a place where families can combat communism by instilling the principles of Germany in the youth. That's really how it works, right? Like, so it, it, it sort of starts by invention of this, this boogeyman. And then mm-hmm. through that fear, you're able to slowly slip it in there. Yeah, you know? Kids. Yeah. Theodore Dinkelacker, who was the Bund's national youth leader, said to parents. Is Dinkelacker German? Dinkelacker? Oh. Doesn't sound it. No, it sounds uh, maybe Spanish. Yeah, okay. Uh, We must take every conceivable effort to obtain a tight grip on all German-American youngsters. American schools are polluters of impressionable young German minds. Raising children loyal to the Third Reich is the duty of every person of German blood in this country. Through our camps, a new generation will blossom, young men and women destined to carry out, carry forward our Nazi ideals, who will ultimately bring victory to the glorious German ideals here. <laughs> this is nice. It's people. It's, so Nazis uh, are sort of like cicadas. <laughs> Every 20 years, they're like, oh, yeah, we're back. Hi. And super popular. The Bund Youth Movement was split into the Children's Division for Boys and Girls, 6 to 13, and 14-year-old uh, girls enrolled in the Mautstenschaft and the boys in the Such a beautiful, Schaft. It's a beautiful language. Young men, blessed with a personality of strength and will, were steered toward the OD militia. Oh, boy. Youth Movement members wore uniforms with military belts, swastika buttons, and emblems of lightning on a blue background. Well, that one's kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Daggers, similar to those carried by the Hitler Youth, were worn on belt loops and had the inscription Blut and Eier, meaning blood and honor. Good. Signify. And this, again, is on children's belt buckles. Yes. Right. Okay. To signify eternal allegiance to the fatherland. Good. Well, you know, it's. I think uh, belt buckles has always been a fun way to express yourself. <laughs> Mine says get her done. Yeah, yeah. Mine's Pap's blue ribbon. Mine says I've killed anyone for Hitler. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That's bold for sure. It used to be cause. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I went to camp. Both genders wore caps modeled after the Hitler Youth. So essentially, we've, we're just—I mean, this, it's a Nazi. It's camp. a Nazi machine. It's a yeah. Nazi camp. Right. Okay. They're making Nazis. Good. Fritz told the reporter, "Quote: Certainly, we are uniformed. In fact, we now have a new uniform styled after those of the American Legion and the veterans of foreign wars." Whoa! Wait. No, they're fucking styled after the Nazis. Oh, 
Okay. He's fucking lying. He's being cute. Uh, laborers needed to build cottages and other camp structures, uh, structures, and they were expensive. And because the Bund believed unions were full of Jews, is this, this is a year-round camp. I'm guessing. Yeah, they're building a thing. Okay, so when I when I first heard camp, I really was picturing like you uh, know, on a lake. No, it's not the meatballs. girls' camps across the way. Some of the fellas that are going to sneak over there after. It's not meatballs, right? Oh, it's not meatballs. Okay. Uh, because the Bund believed unions were full of Jews and communists, they used child labor to. To build the camps. Good. They, the children dug ditches, carted supplies of dirt, uh, up dirt roads, laid pipes, constructed walls for sheds, and wooden floors for tents. There's a YouTube a video of them doing all this. Really? Wait, what year is this? Uh, this is in the 30s. Wow. Um, I didn't know they late, had YouTube back then. Late 30s at this point, I think. They had YouTube in the 30s. Yeah, they had YouTube in the 30s. Sick. Uh, um. In the mornings, the boys would line up for military inspections and then hold parades around the campgrounds, beating lightning bolt drums and waving SS and swastika flags, raising them next to the American flag. Like, what do you like? Let's say you can see this from your home. I mean, like, what are, are you like? I'm sorry. Is it? I don't think that I they're. Don't, I don't think they're doing a bit. I feel like this is not. Um, the, uh, honey, 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 look. Yeah. The bunch of those kids have swastika flags. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Have you seen Children of the Corn? No. I think this is how it starts. Oh, my God. We got to watch that and ignore the problem over there. <laughs> um, so, oh, they also, there was also boxing, wrestling, and target practice. Sure. Which is weird. Those are three are, um, uh, things. Similar. Military-ish uh, sort yeah. of things. They seem to have a similar goal. Mm-hmm. When a parent complained about their kid uh, being used as part of the workforce, the Bund youth leader asked, quote, if they would like to fend for themselves in this Jew-controlled nation without Bund protection. Sorry. I, did, I guess I overspoke. I didn't I, realize they were going to be fending for themselves against these Jew animals. I, I, I was just asking if my seven-year-old should have to... No, and I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, you're, you're fine about your seven-year-old. Right, but... So my, then take him out. Please, no, Viv. So the last thing we want is to keep someone here against their will. So what you should do, take him out, raise him as you like, while Jew wolves attack his entrails and eat his soul with the propaganda... You know why we're trying to fix him? But no, by all means, get him out of here. No, send him to the no, send him to the Jew jungle, the I just, jungle. I just don't want him digging ditches because he's seven. He's digging ditches because otherwise the Jews will kill you and your husband. Okay. Also, will uh, you sign this uh, permission slip so we can do a field trip Thursday? We're all gonna go take a. We're gonna go see some roller coasters. Super <laughs> fun. You're just so, gonna see him. You're yeah, just gonna go look at him. Yeah, it's a way of motivating them. Okay. We're like, hey, look at these roller coasters. Won't that be fun? And then we're gonna get him to build roller coasters here. <laughs> yeah, that's what the ditches are for. We're building a Six Flags. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, he went on. If the children are forced to do work at the expense of their recreational time for games and sports, that's nobody businesses. That's nobody's business but our own. Oh my God. Well, that's a problematic policy for a camp. Like, sorry, these are it's, kids. Look, it's not a great camp. Yeah, that's a, that's what's uh, under the when banner. We, when we said camp, uh... welcome to Camp New Germany. Anyone who wants to know in here can fuck off. It's nobody's business but our own. When you have a neat summer, when you leave your kids, they are ours. Yeah. 
Camp leaders emphasized strict German discipline. Teenagers carried backpacks filled with 30 pounds of gear on 20-mile hikes on hot summer days. How was your summer? While holding aloft a blue and white victory sign swastika flag. What What have they won? Other hikes took place in the middle of the night, ending with a bonfire as they sang German sing-alongs and made Sig Heil salutes. Yeah. And told Jew stories around the fire. (laughs) Oh, my God. Activities were skewed toward a specific goal known as Dirt Tag, or the day. They believed on the day a fight would break out on American soil between Aryans and violent Jews determined to install a Bolshevik system as the U.S. government. Young men were to be ready for the battle (coughs) with support from good German women. They encouraged Bund members to each to reach out to other German Americans to get them involved in their little sure soiree. Sure, yeah. After the camps had been around three years, the AP wrote on July nineteenth, nineteen thirty-seven. Quote: Three hundred uniform uniform boys and girls settled down today to the healthful routine of outdoor life at Nordland, a Nazi emblemed camp in the Sussex Hills. Of New Jersey after a day of hiling. Oh my God. Folk dancing and beer drinking by 8,000 parent members of the German American Folk Bund. Hiling? Hiling, yeah. yeah. How much hiling can you do? Well, it's a good workout if you. Boy, have you, my... seen, have you ever seen Hiling with Jane Fonda? Yeah, but her right side is just massive. Oh, it's huge. The left side looks human, I mean, and then the right side looks like the Hulk. It's gigantic. You know, we actually need to do... Today we're going to work both Heil sides, girls. And Heil right, Heil left. Stop! Heil right, Heil left. No, do not Heil Heil left! No! Dang! Heil right and eight and right and seven and Heil right and Heil right and five, four. Heil right, get the leg up, four, two. Oh, no, no! Nine! Otherwise, we're just going to be working out the right arm. Stiff. What do you mean stiff? Stiff, straight body. Right arm. Hi. Okay. Girls, we're not going to be able to do any full body stuff here. Okay. Hold your core while you hile. Hold your core tight while you hile. Can we do it? Yeah? Okay. Hold your core tight while you hile. Very good for core. Yeah, it is good. for the. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Eight minute hiles. Uh, I went on a seven-hile run. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Woo! Right around the lake. The 100-acre uh, site is one of 21 camps in the United States where more than 200,000 children of German descent spend uh, summer hiking, swimming, playing, and sunbathing. So I guess it is just summer. <laughs> uh, 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 it was run by a the husky Fritz Kuhn, a New York chemical engineer. He's getting husky now. Yeah. Oh, he was already husky, right? Yeah. He was well, big around the middle. Sure. He told the AP that all conversation must be in German. The kids all have to talk in sure. German, so they won't forget their German. I, okay. I feel like they're I feel not like, yeah, I feel like that. it's very hard. I feel like you've nailed that. If there's part. one thing they know, yep. it's that they're German. They've got that fucking down. Yeah. He said everyone was welcome at the camps, including people who wanted a federal investigation. On the charge uh, that the camp was under Nazi control. <laughs> Where would they get that crazy yeah, they idea? Can come. Yeah, they can come. Yeah, bring them here. Yeah, bring them. If we have a room where we let them stay. Yeah, hot, hot, hot room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quote 
flying the stars and stripes with swastika banners, 1,000 uniformed men accompanied by a military guard paraded by a platform featuring a picture of Chancellor Hitler. The crowd applauded when a district leader declared, We are against the CIO unions and will fight them because they are communist and ruled by Moscow. Has any... Go ahead. After the program of speeches, Hiles and fascist salutes, the bun turned to picnicking, bratwurst eating, and drinking beer, dancing, and singing wound up the day. Oh, my God. So is, is uh, nobody's worried about what's going on there? Well, so that so that AP so they invited That's the AP big, down. Right. The, I, I'm going to go back in and say that was a mistake on their part. Really? Because then the AP was like, "Oh, yeah, no, they are Nazis." Yeah. Well, everyone's like, "Oh, that seems really like that shouldn't be happening here." I know, right? Devout a dream. <laughs> Two days later, July twenty first. A New Jersey unit of the Veterans of Foreign Wars pledged to combat the fostering of an alien allegiance (coughs) among youth at a German-American camp. The group asked President Roosevelt to investigate the source of funds and those citizens who took part in pledging allegiance to the swastika. Their citizenship should be revoked and they should be deported. I mean, that's you get you. So they got so caught up. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you signed a bunch of stuff. We know who you are. Oh, but we were told uh, that this was, like, private? Yeah, we thought a uh, private club, yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. It's like a country club. Yeah. It's- the same day... Go ahead. Texas U.S. Representative uh, Martin Dyes introduced a resolution to inquire into Nazi propaganda activities. You know, whenever you hear Texas is about to inquire, you're not sure which way it's going to uh, fall. Yeah, you don't know where that's going to go. You're like, are they going to be like, move here. A leader at the camp told the reporter the next day, quote, a congressional investigation will be a flop and a waste of taxpayers' money. It's nothing else but propaganda to call us Nazis. Our allegiance is to America. We raise our hand for the German national anthem out of respect for what Hitler did in not only combating communism, but showing the world how to combat it. Wow. So we're just like, we, we love America, but then here at our little camp... A little private camp. We're just like, good job, Hitler. It's all about America. We're just being, we don't want to be rude to Hitler. We all agree Hitler was great. So there we go. By July 24th, which is just. You know, mind fear is so selfish. He's our fear. Yeah. You know. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, By July 24th, a picture of the youth parade with flags, swastikas, armbands, uh, Sig House salutes, etc., was in every newspaper across the U.S. with the caption "White Man's Camp." Oh my god! Yeah, that's 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 gonna hurt. Yeah, that's gonna hurt. Might sting. In August of 1937, uh, Tilly Koch, a teenaged leader of the South Brooklyn Girls Unit, was concerned about growing issues within the camps, problems adult leaders were ignoring. She sure. Said. So, she volunteered to stand guard outside the girls' sleeping quarters. So, clearly, fucking, they're banging. Oh, right? okay. So, dudes are banging. You know, the little teenagers are doing stuff. Wait, you, you mean that the, the, some of the kids are hooking up, you mean? Yeah, the kids are hooking up. Right, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, Is that not allowed? I mean, they might create well, a not superhuman race. Snitch Tilly Cock around. Yeah. Uh, so, so, she stood in the cold all night. Uh, to uh, guarding the sleeping quarters of the girls, which led her to develop a cold, which turned into a lung infection. Okay. She desperately needed a doctor, but youth leader uh, Dickenlocker refused it. Well, Dickenlocker sounds like such a helpful name. 
German children were expected to be tougher than Americans, he said. Well, well she wasn't, and she died. Yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, on August 17th. Fritz wrote an obituary praising Tilly for her devotion and courage. Yeah, very courageous to die. She was wonderful. She tried to keep the penises out of the vaginas. She said, very good. Uh, they had a grand funeral under swastika banners with an OD honor guard uh, of 40. Friends in the youth movement and Bund officials were there. Sure. And her dad, a janitor, had to pay for it all. Perfect. In the spring of 1938, leaders of the Hitler Youth and the Bund Youth coordinated a trip of 30 teens, 15 boys and 15 girls, to visit Germany. Okay. Hitler Youth instructed the Bund Youth in German culture and Aryan ideals and gave the American teens propaganda material to take back home, including children's books. Who gave it to them? The Hitler Youth are giving the Bund Youth... The material to take back. Yeah, bring it back. Sure. Joseph Goebbels personally invited the Bund Youth as his guest to a Berlin rally to hear Adolf Hitler speak. Oh, my God. So this is just great for these American kids. Oh, getting out. Getting that abroad experience. That's what you always say. You know, I want my kids to see the world. I want them to see as much as they can. That is so crazy. Even if it's a Hitler rally. Go, I mean, how, like... <laughs> I mean... They're just... They're young and very susceptible, Dave. After uh, they went to a banquet of sauerkraut and pig's knuckles. Freedom cabbage. Which, <laughs> which was their only... Sorry, pig knuckles? Yep. Okay. That was their only meal of the day. Oh, yum. Mm, no, cool. it's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, no, but... I'm throwing up because I like it. <laughs> it's really nice. Oh, I... Well, I'll be honest. I think like uh, some of the pig knuckle is disagreeing with some of the sauerkraut. <laughs> No, I'm not used to the very rich flavor. Yeah, you know, you're losing me on the German thing with the uh, pig knuckle. Okay, just have more kraut. Uh, and a pig knuckle. The next day, they received a lecture by a German physician on the importance of mandatory sterilization for children of Jewish Gentile couples and provided uh, were provided with more pamphlets and propaganda for distribution back home. So that's a good, that's like a cool field trip. That's so crazy. And Sorry, wait, what? Oh, we just want to sterilize them. Wait, what is that? Oh, um, well, when a man loves a woman, a non-Jew, he has a very interesting feeling, non-Jewish. In Yap Hank, New York, where Camp Siegfried was located, the locals were tired of seeing hordes of brown shirts Parading from the train station to the camp every weekend. Yeah. So they're going every... This is in the summertime. They're going on weekends and stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, they found it unsettling, if you can believe it. It's so strange. The local police force cracked down on the brown shirts' uh, weekend processions through the town, keeping the swastika marchers in a single file and shutting down their music whenever they passed a church. That's <laughs> like... They're having dumb fucking Nazi parades all Yeah, over but the you town. also... Like, you're like, hey... If you're going to do that, turn it down when you go by the church and keep them one line. One at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Come on, guys, let's be organized. The Justice of the Peace reported... Now, I don't understand this, but this was... What did, he, what did this person say? Quote, I saw a 250-pound woman walking around in only shorts and her halter top. She was bubbling out all over. Wait. What? When I found this, I felt like I found another story. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what is the... the Nazis, well, now we're into fashion. Nazis... Nazis are marching in the town. The, and yeah. the, the, what he, and then there's a really 
heavy woman. And he's like, there's one big not, one. Not dressed appropriately for his liking. She's in a she's in a shorts and halter top, so he's not happy about that. Is she a Nazi? I think she's a German, yeah. So then, he's not offended by Nazis proclaiming to be right, Nazis. This is so off. Like he's like he's way off target. Like there's like like somebody showed him like a car on fire, and he's like, I don't want leather interior. As far as I know, this this woman might not have even been a Nazi. She was just some lady. She was just a, a lady. It was the summertime, and she's heavy, so she. So put there's on probably at some point outfit. they're in like the office of the Justice of the Peace. He pulls the curtains aside, and he goes to someone next to him, like, "Can you believe that?" And he's like, "I know, sir. I hate Nazis. Nazis. The size of that cow out there, would you?" She's bubbling out of that top. That's what he was mad about. Yeah. Interesting take. Yeah, well, uh, he saw another man strolling through town wearing only a pair of shorts rolled down as far as they would go and up as far as they would go. That's not possible. <laughs> what, what, he's got like Stargate pants on? No, he's, it's like the 70s for that guy. Wait, but he's got his pants rolled down and no, up? His his shorts. Shorts. Rolled up uh-huh. on the bottom part and uh-huh. down at the top. Like he's got them unbuttoned. Oh, down. God. So he's like wearing it's, panties. No, it's like 70s. He's, you know, like a 70s just, sort of outfit situation. Sure. This, this guy, guy also doesn't like that. This There's guy, a sex man outside. Look, I can see the outline of his bulge. There's a heavy woman whose boobs are out. The what? Nazis aren't in one line. <laughs> I mean, this is an OCD man's nightmare. One Buddhist, uh, when told to get off private, <coughs> private property, demanded to see the owner's deed. Wow. A Buddhist. Like when a Buddhist Bundist. is like a Bundist. Not Buddhist. I think it's a Buddhist. No, why am I... T- I, thought, I thought you were saying like a Buddhist like stormed the camp. I was like, I want to see your deed. And then the Buddhist came. <laughs> other, uh... Hey, other... where you have a Buddhist camp over here? And you guys are kind of loud. You know... You guys, we need to figure something out because like, we have a Buddhist camp and you guys have a Bundist camp. Oh, yeah. People keep coming to the wrong camp. Oh, yeah. Maybe bring all the Buddhists over here. Oh, no. Yeah, figure it out. No. We, you can all eat some of our special pie. We don't eat meat. If you make a great pie, we don't eat you'll meat. love it. No. Just one bite. No. Everyone just have one bite. No. Bring all the Buddhists here and y'all have one bite of this pie. No. Really good. You like raspberry? No. You like blueberry? No. Come over, have the pie. Pie. Uh, others ransacked strawberry patches and apple orchards or ripped up flowers. For pies. They're just fucking assholes. Yeah. By the end of the summer in 1937, building permits were temporarily denied until camp officials provided a survey of the property citing where proposed buildings would be constructed. <laughs> so the, the, you know. Temporary is a fun word. Temporary is a fun word. A Bundes told the reporter, quote, perhaps Camp Siegfried will be put... <laughs> On the market and sold to the lowest bidder, like a Negro group. That okay. won't help property values, would it? Now, all I want, all we want, is to be left alone. I think these Nazis are negotiating like Nazis. <laughs> Seems like. Then on uh, July uh, 1937, the Bund opened Camp Nordland, a 97-acre facility. 40 miles from Newark, New Jersey, 80,000 people, atten- sorry, 8,000 people attended opening day. Swastikas were everywhere on flags, uniform badges, armbands, pins. Uh, New Jersey State Senator William A. Dolan was introduced by Fritz and spoke a few words welcoming the camp to his district. Did he know what he was doing? Uh, or was you guys, this, just... this is great. I, uh, I love what you guys are doing. I like yeah. the marching and the Hitler stuff. It's all really cool. 
So uh, I guess I cut the ribbon now. Or what? Actually, we wanted to have a word with you uh, uh, over here, real quick, sir. Yep. Sir. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. upon further evaluation, we think yep. that this might be a Nazi camp. Um, yeah. So cutting the ribbon might not be the best from okay. a PR standpoint. Hey, so if they're a Nazi camp, can yeah. we get more money from them, or how does it work? You know what? Yes, cut the ribbon. Okay. Cut, have, have one of them cut the ribbon and yeah. smile next to him, just to be safe. Okay, let's mm-hmm. kick up the donations. Though, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, sir. Shrewd uh, move. <laughs> uh, so after that happened, uh, it didn't go over well in Washington, D.C. Congressman uh, Dick Stein <laughs> of the House Un-American... That's what Nazis drank out of. <laughs> the House Un-American Activities Committee was outraged. He called for the state senator's impeachment and suggested Dolan might have financial interests in Camp Nordland, which he did have. Of course. In the second weekend of the camp's operation, attendance dropped by 6,000 people. Okay, so that's quite a drop. Um, yeah. At Camp Hindenburg, which was 20 miles north of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I got to go. <laughs> German Americans Against Hitler and the Bund. So there was a group called German Americans Against Hitler and the Bund. Okay. Uh, tried to out- oust the camp. Bun leaders responded by renting a train from Milwaukee and luring German residents to their camp with promises of fun for children and athletic camp competitions for adults. Well, look, I don't want Denise to be a Nazi, but also they got a bouncy castle. So what is a dad to do? In Connecticut, a Can bun- we see the bouncy castle? Yeah, just two more film strips and then you can get all your kids in the bouncy castle. In Connecticut, a Bund district organizer told a reporter that 170 acres of undeveloped land was the future site of Camp General von Steuben. How, who, who is in charge of America at this time? Roosevelt? <laughs> like, how is this just like... I mean, there's other, there's other shit going on. Of course. But if someone by. is like, hey, you know what? Like, the Nazis are getting an even bigger camp. I mean, we're not at war with the Nazis yet. <sighs> okay. But the Nazis are doing bad things in Europe. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah. Uh, you know it's not a uh, solid group. No, it's not the best. Or, or no, I don't want an or. No. On a Sunday in December, two Bundists were seen clearing brush on the new property. A Connecticut grand juror and 10 policemen stormed the site and arrested the workers. They were released on a bond of $75 for the crime. Uh... With force and arms, did manual labor the day being Sunday. They violated a blue law. Wait, the, what they did wrong? Did you have blue laws where you were? In Madison? and Milwaukee. Wisconsin? I don't think so. Oh, sorry. Okay, so blue laws prohibit drinking, sports, tons of stuff, oh, working on Sundays. Right, right. So they use a super old fucking law from back in the day. And the rest of these two guys. You could certainly get away with a couple of those. Beer is not going to be one that they'll sign off of in Milwaukee. On December 14th, a new zoning code for the town of Southbury was approved. The Buns property was rezoned as a purely farming and residential district, which cannot be used for recreational camping or military drilling purposes. Any military training or drilling with or without arms, except by regular armed forces of the U.S., is prohibited. Okay. The law also allowed for inspection and examination of any building as the commission saw fit. Some residents objected to the statute, saying it was unconstitutional. Mm. One guy said, quote, The code is a step from democracy to Hitlerism, the very Hitlerism we're trying to drive out. We're like in a Hitler circle. We're going to out Hitler, Hitler. <laughs> okay? 
You know how we're going to stop Hitler? How? Out Hitler. A bigger Hitler. The charges were dropped against the two men who, uh, who had been working on Sunday, but a shouting match broke out outside the courtroom between Bun loyalists and Southbury citizens. <laughs> a Bundist yelled, quote, you have been 100% propagandized by the Jews. Ugh. Concentrate on the real enemy of the United States, the Communist Party, and the labor faction CIO. They didn't like unions. But we're also like, like, we're just going to argue till it's over. Uh, yeah. Like, we just, like, there, like, I mean, you know, there's just, yeah, you just, there's so many places where people just can't see, like, it's. It's screaming. Yeah. Uh, the Bund gave up and sold their uh, camp property. Okay. I don't trust it. The pushback was uh, a national story in newspapers, radio, uh, and the March of Time newsreel, which was shown in theaters. So so the, this town, when they did this, they had meetings and they had this big shouting match and they stood up to them. Uh-huh. And the reporters came and filmed it and... And and then now it's being shown all over the so country. Now it's, it's like these this little town stood up to the Nazis. Right, okay. Um, newsreel producers and cameramen came to town to film their version of the Battle of Southbury, as it was called, uh, showing speeches and events and reenactments from town meetings. Reenactments in that era the must best. have been amazing. The fucking best. Just to have some footage of that. On April 20th, 19, uh, 1938, a bun rally of 3,500 people was held in Yorksville Casino. Oh, good. To honor Hitler's 49th birthday. Hey, the big 4-9. Hey, almost there, buddy. Uh, OD men stood guard along the aisles. Outside, two anti-Nazi groups, the German-American Workers Club and the Young Patriots of the United States, gathered. Inside, the rally was suddenly erupted by 100 undercover attendees. Oh, wow. Most of whom were American Jewish war veterans. Okay. They put up, I mean, sorry, they stood up, put blue American legionnaire caps on their heads, and then went to battle with their fists. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is dynamite. It's fucking the best. That's amazing. You're like, uh, what are you doing? But what, Oh, what Jesus the Christ. What the hell? Yeah. They're fucking swinging. That is great. Oh, so fucking great. Also, it's got to be great, like, knowing that that's going to happen, like, giving them 10 minutes to kind of, like, sniff each other, you know, like, yeah. to really, like, just indulge themselves in how great they are while you're there, like, hold on, wait until, wait until they bring out the cake, then let's beat the fucking <laughs> snot out of them. I mean, they did some damage, but... Uh... They were outnumbered 35 to 1. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so they were shoved out the casino doors. Then outside protesters tried to take the hall while 24 cops attempted to hold them off. 50 more policemen were called to the scene as the mobs fought. Four arrests were made, and there were 10 injuries. Wow. In July 1938, authorities charged directors of the Bunz Camp uh, Siegfried with violating a New York state civil rights law which required any organization using an oath of allegiance to register with the New York State Secretary of State. Well, that's simple. That's just a little paperwork to get approved. But it's so funny. Like, this is such an arbitrary, like, someone's poring over yeah. laws to find this one. Well, yeah, but that that's sort of like how you, what you have to do with, with yeah, shit like this, totally, right? Totally. Uh, so they're not allowed to take an uh, oath of allegiance to anything without uh, telling the New York Secretary of State they're doing it. Yeah. Ernest, Ernst Mueller, a higher up in the bund, was sentenced to one year in jail, and Camp Siegfried was fined 13000 
But New York's Supreme Court overturned the conviction in November, saying there was no oath involved with Bun membership. Okay. But, from, a, okay. from an AP report on February 20th, 1939, quote, The pro-Nazi German-American Bun showed its strength to an excited New York tonight by rallying a throng that filled Madison Square Garden for a meeting with all the trappings of a German mass assembly. Police estimated that 20,000 were jammed into the arena. Is that right? 1939, 20,000 Nazis in, in Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. <laughs> you don't hear about this in our history books too much. I wonder why, Dave. I wonder why. Uh, and yet we all know Dane Cook performed there. <laughs> uh, outside, 100,000 anti-Nazis uh, packed around the arena. Uh, the police commissioner remarked, I've got enough men here to stop a revolution if necessary. Yeah, you might need them. Uh, the cops cleared many from the streets before the rally ended, but there was still a 15-minute street fight when the rally ended. It's insane. Yeah. Fritz testified in front of the House Who's of Who's booking Madison Square Garden at this time? <laughs> I don't know. we got a couple dark days in December. What do you say? Well, we got Springsteen coming in. Okay. And then we got Bon Jovi. Okay. And then we got uh, some American Nazis. Perfect. rally thing. Awesome. And then uh, Twisted Sister. No questions at all. Uh, so Fritz testified in front of the House on American Activities Committee six months later in August 1939. He told the committee it would cause uh, many German Americans much anguish if it became necessary to aid the U.S. in a war between Germany and the U.S. Yeah, okay. Bundes feared that every rifle bullet and every bomb sent to Europe from the U.S. is aimed at the heart of a German lad. Well, he used lad. You've, but yeah, but you've created... Not, they're not German lads, they're Nazis. I uh, use lad. Lad is... Look, Lad's German lad, cuter. It's a great word. Young Nazi, problematic. Ah, I'm talking about An lads. An issue, yeah. I'm talking about lads. These lads look a lot like little Nazis. He said Bundes had a spiritual and emotional attachment to Germany, and they felt they had to work for American neutrality in any European conflict. So that's all he's saying, right? Yeah. We're just saying we support Germany wholeheartedly. Fritz also admitted that he had ordered Bund records destroyed, partly because of the congressional inquiry, but also to prevent any retaliatory actions against Bun members by employers, neighbors, and anti-Bundists. That should tell you that yeah, there's no, an issue. Yeah, I, bu- I burn them, yeah. No, but because, yeah, because you were, you were like, can we see them? And so I was like, yeah, I'll burn them. But also, to, I help uh, friends. You're hired. <laughs> I love it. Now we need someone at a bank like you. I think you get a great res. The U.S. attorney ordered an FBI investigation into the German-American Bun camps. Fritz instructed his subordinates how to deal with the government inquiry. Only unit leaders have permission to speak with outsiders. He said anyone claiming to be investigators must be asked for identification. If investigators asked about the OD, it must be stressed that these squadrons were patriotic groups. They were not to say how large the Bund membership was, and under no circumstances was President Roosevelt to be personally attacked in any speeches or addresses. Smart rules. Cool. Plan it cool. The FBI released its findings in a 14-volume report called Nazi Camps in the United States. Okay, good, good. Catchy. <laughs> uh, the German-American Bund was guilty only of produ- uh, producing unpopular speech. Okay. 
No uh, matter how much their activities were hated, Fritz and the Bund were constitutionally free and clear. Oh, boy. But then, in May 1939, a New York grand jury indicted Fritz on 12 counts of embezzlement of 14000 in Bund funds. Bund fund. Bund fund. Yeah. That's like what a German bartender has as the tip jar. Yeah, man, throw a couple in the Bund fund. The Germans, sorry, the trial started in November 1939 and was about uh, whether Fritz could spend bun money as he saw fit. The defense lawyer argued that under the bun constitution, he could spend the money any way he wanted and that no bundus had complained. Members testified that Fritz had ultimate authority, which he did, as you recall. Right, yeah. He changed that to that. So the court found him guilty. Okay. Even though he's clearly... They're just dying to get rid of them, so they're now like, we'll ignore law. Yeah, we'll just make up law as we go along. You know what I hate about the Nazis Uh is how they won't listen to what they're told to do by a legal counsel. I mean, we've come up with these laws, Uh and they won't agree to them. Right. So now let's manipulate these laws to show them how wrong that is. I like that idea. Thank you. they're Nazis. Thanks. Uh, they found him guilty of five charges and got him on tax evasion charges since all the uniforms, pamphlets, trinkets, etc. of the Bund were subject to taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fritz was sentenced to two and a half to five years in prison. Wow. They really threw the pamphlet at him. Bund. After Pearl Harbor, U.S. Representative Martin Dyes convict, uh, convinced the House that the Bund was a German agent and on December 19th, 1941... By a vote of 61 to 9, Congress passed a bill requiring Bund members to register with the Department of Justice. The Bund, uh, the German-American Bund, was finished. Okay. In March of 1943, Fritz Kuhn and 10 other Bund leaders lost their citizenship. He was paroled from prison on... Were they upset? They were like, good, finally. He was paroled from prison on June 18th, 1943, after serving three and a half years. Because he was no longer a citizen, FBI agents took him to a federal internment camp for enemy aliens uh, in Texas. Wow. He was moved from internment camp to internment camp for a couple of years. Then, on September 6, 1945, Attorney General Thomas Clark ordered Fitz deported to Germany because he was considered dangerous to the United States. Oh, good. Right on time. Right. I know, right? Right on time. Upon his arrival in Frankfurt, Germany, on September 29, 1945, American troops arrested Fritz. Oh, in Germany? Yeah. (laughs) What kind of bizarro land? Because he's been sent over to a war zone, so now they can arrest him for other things. Right? So now he's... Okay, ready? They considered him to be one of the greatest security threats in the American zone, capable of gathering together his henchmen and threatening security. That's That's what you can do. So wait, but this whole thing is about how crazy it is for Germany to have a pocket in America that's trying to function under its own law... Meanwhile, Americans in Germany are like, yeah, you're under arrest. Right. Well, we, but we took... We, we formed a little America here too, a-hole. <laughs> you're not the only one who can put a little bit of your country in another country. <laughs> that's exactly what we did, though. Uh, I mean, that's what you do when you invade a country and take it over. How dare you? How dare you? You're under arrest. If in our little country that's in the country that you swore... No, you're under arrest. Wait, What? No, it's my country. You're in America, Germany. I'm sorry. I didn't. That's not why I came here. Hey, welcome to Italy, Germany. What? Yeah, you got a lava here. We got a little bit of Italy and a Germany. <laughs> what is this? Every country is every country. Uh, so he was released a year later 
And in an interview with the AP, he vowed he was done with politics. Okay. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, it really didn't work out. I'm going to be an actor. I, see, I thought that I was going to have like a big movement and maybe we get elected to like Congress or whatever, but instead I got deported to uh, Germany. Super raw deal. So Super raw deal. Did not go as I Super. expected. Uh, he appealed to have his U.S. citizenship restored in 1949, but was denied. Oh, I it mean, was denied on what grounds? Long shot. I really miss you guys. Uh, he died at uh, age 55, <coughs> at age 55 on December 14th, 1951. On his deathbed, he begged his wife to forgive forgive him for all his cheating. Okay. I mean, come on. Don't do that on the fucking deathbed. Uh, Don't do that on the deathbed. Good save. What's she going to say? Yeah. Yeah. What's she going to say? Man, that's why, like, a deathbed is so great. Like, if you, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. You don't want to have, like, a prolonged death. But to have, like, 15 minutes at the end to, like, say you're sorry, be like, I really believe in God, and then, like, have a great last line. Well, I'll see you guys on the other side. <laughs> like you can, you got a great. It's like a great out. Yeah. Uh, it's basically uh, like as a comic, you get the light on your life. Yeah. Oh, got to go to the closer. Going to the big guns. All right, I'm gonna sing New York, New York. Apologize to my wife Debbie for cheating on her. I've got a poem I wrote and some great last words. So I'm sorry, I was a Nazi. All right. Uh, the New York Times noted that he died a poor and obscure chemist, unheralded and unsung. I really thought that chemistry was going to play a stronger role. Of course I you thought did. we were like going to be mutating people yeah, I or know, something. I know. But it was just a classic American Nazi story. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those stories about how the uh, big Nazis became here for a little bit. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Nope. It's good to finally get away from doing ones that correlate to today i agree i wanted to do a happy one that has nothing to do with what's going on but in a way isn't that sort like the the whole problem is the reason why it's such like a like an a tangled knot is because you in this country we hold the idea of freedom so strongly as like something that differentiates us from everywhere else and yet within that freedom it's so easy to exploit it, and if anyone tries to stop anything, they hate you for your freedom. So we're like in this like weird cannonball run freedom race yeah. of who loves freedom the most, and because now we're in the system where like people are just getting taken advantage of, we're like, but it's freedom. It's his right. He's got a right. He's got a right to go to a mall and shoot a bunch of people. I mean, he's got a right to have that gun. Sorry, I shouldn't relate it to that. I mean, right to bear arms, super normal situation in the States. But (laughs) that is the issue. Is like there's now there's too many. Now we're like weird, like warrior gang skews of like hate or weird thoughts. Like we've become like what we need is we need to be Europe. We need, I don't know if that's working that well either. Well, it's not, but it's like <laughs> at least then you can go to the place where you're like, like California is becoming like sort of like this little like European sect that's where it's ex- like that's exactly California, you know, like, and that's what just is going to happen. Yeah, California is going to become an oasis, and people are going to flock here of like mind, and it's yeah. going to be completely a separate place. And that's when we go to Texas and start a hippie movement, Woo-hoo, man. Girl, yeah. All right. All right. Well, we tried. Thank you.
We signed Nazis. Yes, and cars. And we may be getting car decals. Good, Always good to end something like this on a nice little commercial plug. <laughs> hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't. But we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.